Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Synergy the Commander Show. I'm Henry. I'm Anson. Today, we are talking about the new set, Rexia All Will Be One, that is coming out. I'm excited. The set is really interesting, and it has a lot of cool cards. Obviously, the Planeswalkers to us are a little underpromising. I just feel like they, they could have made them a little better. Yeah, didn't hit the mark this set as much as they have, especially after there's been stuff like the Wandering Emperor. Which is crazy. Not in EDH as much as standard, but still a very powerful card. But anyway, it's been a while since we've recorded. Obviously, our mana base episode was out, but we re-recorded that before the new year. So this is our first recording of the new year. Yeah. This episode, we're just going to talk about no particular theme except Phyrexia. Obviously, while we're recording this, the set isn't out yet, but... The pre-release had been, and we're just going to be talking about a few of the cards that stood out to us or that we like or just that we, we want to talk about. Let's get right into it. So the first card we have is the Internal Wander. Would you like to read it off for us, Anson? Yeah, so it's 2 wine 4 for a legendary planeswalker. It has three loyalty abilities and starts with five loyalty. And then one of its just effects that's always happening is no more than one creature can attack the Eternal Wanderer each combat. It has... The first of its three loyalty abilities is a plus one, and it says exile up to one target artifact or creature, then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of that player's next end step. So what you can do with this is exile your stuff, ETB triggers, exile their stuff, easier attacks. So yeah, that's... Do you have anything else to say about that first loyalty ability? The ETB triggers are my favorite part. Do it on your stuff. Any creature that has this card at the battlefield abilities, like... That so some of them on some creatures can be really 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 good. Yeah, Tubacabra, kill a thing, inspiring overseer, draw one, gain one, dock side, oh, make gosh, a lot yeah. of mana. Got, got, especially cards that are like woof, their enter ability is crazy. Any card that makes them re-enter, yeah, it just gets twice as good because a, a lot of cards. The reason why they're good, the reason why they're mythics, is just because of their ETB. Yeah, it, they could be like a two-two with flying. Yeah. And three mana two two with flying. But it's a mythic because of its enter the battlefield ability. Like every time, every turn you could basically do this if you wanted to. And it yeah, it can also be used as protection, but its next ability, it's zero, is a lot better at it. So it's zero is create a two two white samurai creature token with double strike. It's powerful. And because no more than one creature can attack at each turn if it's a one on one or only one person thinks it's a threat, if you make the body, they have they swing into it with one creature. And you can just put that meat in front of it, and they don't connect to the Planeswalker, so it's staying around. Definitely, definitely a powerful zero. Do note that if multiple opponents attack at it, then it can take damage. So, and it's like kind of ultimate, not really ultimate, because you can immediately do it. It's minus four for each player. Choose a creature that player controls, and each player sacrifices all creatures they control, not chosen this way. Board wipe. Yeah, it's really powerful because you are choosing these creatures, so... You can be like, oh, yeah, you keep your 1-1 soldier token, and you get your one drop that doesn't do much, and you get your land or else, and I'll keep my crazy powerful Eldrazi or something. Yeah. <laughs> so one-sided board wipe, you still have a Planeswalker on the field, so definitely doing what it needs to do. This is definitely the Planeswalker that hit the mark, though the rest, except for one more that we'll talk about, didn't hit it as hard. Immediately do this ability. Yeah, so oh. you can use it as a... So what's your next card? Okay, so our next card, it's two black and one for legendary creature Phyrexian Rat. And it has Toxic 1. So I do want to pause and talk about Toxic because it is a new ability 
that they created. Players dealt combat damage by this creature also get X number of poison counters. So if it's toxic one, it's one poison counter. If it's toxic three, it's three poison counters. If you didn't know poison counters, once you get 10 of them, you lose the game. So it's like one of those things that I've talked about previous on the show. Like when you have something in magic that says just straight up, you lose the game. People get aware of it. Usually, or most of the time, you lose the game of Magic by getting dealt 40 damage in Commander. But there are a few other cards that are like, you do X and you lose the game. Or the other way around, you win the game. And I think this brings a lot of attention to the players that you're playing with. Like, they put out a card, and it may not even be that good. Because when you're playing four-player Commander, they can just destroy it by before it gets to your your turn again. So like cards that like at the beginning of your upkeep, you win the game or something like that. Yeah, so I want to say, probably if you play 5,000 games against a person with this commander, say you maybe have two times you die to Toxic. Maybe. Because Infect, this is, this Toxic is nerfed Infect because Infect was too strong. You're also dealing normal damage. If you hit them with a 3-3 with Toxic 1, they take three normal and one Toxic. You hit them with a 4-4, you're going at a 10th at their normal life total and a 10th at their toxic life total. Or infect life total. Poison life total. That general idea. So, if you do 4, you're going completely even to both life totals. But then, their cards might hurt themselves. Knights, Whisper, Shocklands. Other people might attack them. The chances of them actually dying from poison, unless you're hard built and you're running 1-1s with toxic 1, you're not going to kill them with poison. It says kill them, but if you're playing against this, don't get very worried. Because this is not how they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you with normal damage unless they're running infect. So just be aware. Anyway, back (laughs) to the Rat King. It has Toxic 1, as we just explained that. And it also says other rats you control have Toxic 1. So it is Rat Tribal. And when it enters the battlefield, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal any number of rat cards from among them. And put the revealed cards into your hand in a random order. It's a 3-3. And yeah, it's just basic rat tribal. So, I what rats in general haven't been printed actually very much. No, like they're, not at all. They're, name, name, I want you to think of like a rat right now, Hanson. Yeah. It's like in the game. There's not many. There are a few very well-known ones that see lots and lots of decks. And... Like, Rat Colony. This is this is the big thing. This is you see this card and you're like, oh yeah, that's Rat Colony Commander. Well, yeah, it. So Rat Colony is a one in black for a two one, and it says Rat Colony gets plus one zero for each other rat you control, and a deck can have any number of Rat Colonies in it. So you're you're running a lot of Rat Colonies, and then so that's kind of what comes to mind with this. You know, you're running a lot of Rat Colonies. It's a lot of Rat Colonies, and they count as rats. They will get into your hand from the ETB effect. And I do want to note, the toxic one for your other rats doesn't matter. You're ne- you're you're playing these things that they're gonna be like seven ones, and if they connect, they're taking seven and one toxic. Yeah, they're gonna not- be dead fast, but not from toxic. Oh. It's the ETB that matters, and that ETB really does matter because you know you get board wiped and all your rats die, and you're like, oh shoot, I'm out of cards. I just dumped all my rats. It's like, oh yeah, Carmonics. Here we go. Maybe get two, three more rats, you know, get an engine rolling. So, pretty, pretty cool. And then, one other thing related to this, if you're playing this where you kind of do care about this ETB, Conjurer's Closet is a five-colorless artifact that says at your end step, 
blink target creature you control. So exile it, then return it to the battlefield. So more Karumonix ETBs, more cards, more fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's a fun card. Rat tribal, you don't hear that a ton in Magic. Uh, but I, I think this could be a card that could introduce, you know, some more rats. Just other sets have introduced other types of cards that are now... Oh yeah, there are a few cat or dog tribal decks out there. Yeah, there. So, and unfortunately, though this is really cool, it's gonna have some pretty fierce competition with um, Mero Nar, a two black and three for a two three. It says all rats have fear. They can only be blocked by black creatures and artifact creatures. So that really is powerful. But it also says tap it, sacrifice a rat, put X one one black rat creature tokens into play, where X is the number of rats you control. This one gives your rats kind of unblockable and more way to get on board well the rat king gives you more card advantage so yeah. whatever which one you want more depends but yeah so it's gonna have competition but it's gonna be a pretty cool deck to play yeah i would recommend i think the only issue you're running into is what rats to play besides rat colony all right so the next card would you like to read it off sure so it's tyvar jubilant brawler it's a green a black and one for a three loyalty planeswalker and it's has two abilities and one static ability. Static ability is, you may activate abilities of creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. So, Llanowar Elves now have haste, tap yes. for mana, not faster. It's nice, it's a cool thing. It's and to follow up the Tyvar in Kaldheim that also cares about Elves, you see a lot of Elves that tap for mana. It's kind of nice to see that little similarity between them, though this is not completely devoted to Elves. Yeah. And it has two loyalty abilities. The first... Plus one, untap up to one target creature. You could untap your Llanowar Elves. You know, you could untap your Llanowar Elves. So pretty pretty useful. Just kind of like get an extra mana normally. I don't know. Or any other ability. If a card says tap it, whatever. It's, Draw a card. Now yeah. you basically double that. Yeah. And then it's minus two. I think, in my opinion, the better of the two effects. Yes. Mill three cards, then you may return a creature card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. And the ones that you mill just now also can get yeah. returned. So you're basically milling three cards and you have a bunch of options. You have those three cards you milled to return to the battlefield. Plus other things. Plus other cards. And you get the ETP triggers. Yep. Which is very, very nice. You got them back. I mean, they're on the battlefield now, yeah. which is nice. So yeah. I, I think it is the best ability that it has. And yeah, I think this Planeswalker will see a lot of play. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a three drop and um, it's, it's static ability, I think, is probably the strongest of its effects. It's giving you this effect that allows you to tap for mana faster. It lets you... If you're playing a commander that has an ability that has a tap, it's going to be a pretty strong card. And if you can get any more value, you know, why untapping it or occurring things, that's just a really nice bonus to a card that I think you're going to really care about a lot. So, yeah, it's really similar. It has the same static effect, except it's three colorless it's called thousand year elixir oh sorry it doesn't change right so it's three colorless and it is an artifact that says you may activate abilities of creatures as though those creatures had haste and pay one tap it to untap target creature so this sees playing three percent of all commander yes. decks and is like seven to eight dollars so it's a well played card it sees playing a large amount of decks yeah it's at a decent cost i do you want see to mention- it in decks I want to mention, th- this is from EDH Rec, and you see, like, oh, 3% of all decks. Wow, that's not that great. Soaring has 80% of all decks. It's Soaring. Three- it's Soaring, first of all. And second of all, 3% of decks? 
Think about the it's amount all... of decks that actually don't synergize with this card. Yeah. And how many commanders there are out there? 3% of every single deck. There's been a th- many thousand decks put onto EDH Rec. Yeah. And it's... 3% of all of those, that's a lot of play. Yeah. There have been like 30 not... 399,000. Like, that's a lot. 3% of that is still a very large number. Yeah. In the thousands, right? The next card that we'd like to talk about is another sword. Another... The new one. The, the new sword. Another equipment. This one is for red and green, and it is Sword of Forge and Frontier. So it is three colorless mana for an artifact. It's equipment, and it says equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from red and from green. And then it says, whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, exile the top two cards of your library. You may play those cards, then it also says you may play an additional land this turn. And the equip cost is two. So, first of all, you equip it, it gets plus two plus three protection from red and green. But, I think this card is good, obviously, because you're getting extra cards, you're filtering through your deck, which is always good. You're going to see more cards in the game if you get this out early. And its equip cost is low, which is nice. And then also, you may play an additional land this turn. That's like a... Exploration. So, yeah. it's a nice card. Um, it will take five to cast and then equip. Yeah. Pro red green is definitely strong. It means it can't be blocked, can't be targeted. So, nice. It helps your commander get through if you care about your commander connecting. Decent include in equipment decks, but I think the main thing that stands out is in a game... You need card draw, ramp, and removal. That's like the three, like, every deck needs it. It gives you two of those. It gives you two of the big three, card draw and ramp. So, very powerful on one card. It's nice to have. Impulse draw, it's continuing to see more play. It's continuing to get more printed. So, powerful. And if you don't play a land yet and you exile the top two and they're both lands, cool. You can play both of them. So, very powerful. Card draw and ramp d- on one I card. Do, I do have a question, actually. Um, The... You may pay an additional land this turn. Um, that that only happens when it's equipped, right? Yeah, it's only when the creature connects. Okay. <laughs> it's when it deals to damage, then you I can play it. I was just sure. I was like, is that just something when it's always in play? That no. that doesn't seem right. No, it's, it's yeah. when it's equipped. That, that's what I thought. Okay. All right. So. Next card. <laughs> next card. So, next card, one that I picked out and I'm pretty fond of, is Skrelv Defector Might. It is one white for a legendary artifact creature for X in Might. It's a 1-1 one, one with Toxic 1 and can't block. And it can't block, so it's actually really similar to the Phyrexian Might tokens, yeah. except it has one more effect. So it has Phyrexian White and tap it. So Phyrexian White can be paid with a white or two life. And choose a color. Another target creature you control gains Toxic 1 and Hexproof from that color until end of turn. It can't be blocked by creatures of that color this turn. That's pretty good. <laughs> so Mother of Runes. This is yeah. <laughs> really, really similar to Mother of Runes in the way that it it almost gives protection from yeah. the color. And Mother of Runes is broken. Mother of Runes, that is a super, super scary card. You, like, I, that is one of my most feared one drops that I play yeah. against. Like, and this is another of it, and I think it is very, very good. And just to hold up, you don't even need mana. Uh, you could just pay the pay life. life. It's yeah. like, uh, hold this up. You want to target my thing? Cool. Now it has hexproof. You can't kill it. It's very, very, very good. They're like, oh, but one thing gains hexproof. I have to tap a creature, pay no, life or no, mana. It's like, eh. No, it's, it's this, really good. This is really good. All games have removal in it, really. And this is a really good way to kind of say, no, you can't kill yeah. my thing. 
and it's to all any of your things. Like they try to target one and then you just give that hex proof. Very powerful. Okay. And the unblockable is a nice add-on. Probably yeah. not why you're running this stuff. Okay, cool. Next card. So the next card we have is Frexian Vindicator. It is four white. And actually there was a black version of this, which was reprinted from an old set. Yeah. And I was gonna do that card until Anson reminded me that it it's a reprint. It is a creature, it's a Frexian whore, and it's a fly five. It has flying, and it also reads, if damage would be dealt to this card, prevent that damage. When the damage is prevented this way, it deals that much damage to any other target. So basically, damage that comes at it gets basically bounced back to not just that target, but to any other target. I think that's the big... If it was just to whatever was attacking it, that'd be okay. That'd be good. But now that it's to anything, you could destroy, like, anything that you want. Yeah, it's a it's, um, it's a big gain, and yeah. just holding this up as a blocker, and they're like, okay, I have this really cool big thing that I want to swing at you, but I also have this commander that, like, it's Prosper, it has four toughness, yeah. so now I don't want to swing at you because then your damage gonna is going to get yeah. noped and then going to kill my commander or my other cool creature or it, whatever. It, it's, it just makes everyone, like, afraid like, to oh, attack you. Shoot, <laughs> yeah. So it's it kind of acts as a ghostly prison, kind of. So definitely a cool card. Nice to see another Vindicator. So, pretty fun card. Yeah. What card are, you gonna, are we going to talk about next? Yeah, so we have Tech Uthal Inquiry Dominus. So there were five Dominuses in the set, one of each color. Yep. This, to me, is probably the coolest. I think it's the cool. Yeah, it does have a really cool ability. Yeah, but the one that acts as an anointed procession is easily the best and insane. Is that the... Uh, White. White. And then okay. the black one is like Tessa Karloff, the green one, like a natural growth, and the red one doubles not combat damage. This one is two blue and two this for a three fun. five like legendary creature, Phyrexian Whore, with flying. And if you would proliferate, proliferate twice instead. So proliferate means for each thing that has a counter, another counter of that type on it. Yeah. So loyalty plus one, like experience counters, you can do it. Oil counters, a new thing in the set. Yeah, so making more counters happen. And then it has one other effect. So proliferate is kind of, it's existed. It's seen play. You like it in Planeswalkers counters, but it's not like, there's no proliferate tribal. There's no, no, oh, I'm running 20 cards with proliferate. Yeah. So it's kind of like maybe hinting at proliferate tribal. I don't know what you want to do with this, but if you, you can like, let's say you're playing super friends, right? Planeswalker tribal. And you have 10 cards with proliferate. If you play this and you proliferate, like, just with one card with proliferate, that's, like, a big gain. You're getting another proliferation. And then if you're maybe putting this in your deck, maybe put some more proliferate. If you play this as a commander now, then you play Planeswalkers and insane amount of loyalty pumping. It's one and two Phyrexian blue. Remove three counters from among other artifacts, creatures, and Planeswalkers to put an indestructible counter on Tekuthal. So... Nice. This is a threat. If it's actually starting to chug along, then you just remove three counters, and then it has indestructible and it's probably not going to die, unless yeah. they have, like, Swords of Flashers. And it does synergize with its proliferate ability, because you're getting more counters, and then you're you can just remove them. removing the counters to give indestructible, which is really good. Which you can proliferate. Hey, I have double indestructible. So, next card. All will be one. You know, the set's Set. called Phyrexia All Will Be One. This yeah. is All Will Be One. So, it's two red and three for an enchantment. Whenever you put one or more counters on a permanent or player, all will be one deals that much damage to target opponent, creature, and opponent controls 
or Planeswalker and opponent controls. Three red and three. So kind of a card you have to talk about if the set's called Phyrexial will be one. Yeah. It's you put a plus one plus one counter, deal of damage. It's not actually super powerful, but it's kind of a cool effect because if you like plus two your Planeswalker, you get a shock on top. That's cool. Yeah, it's like it's kind of a cool effect. It's kind of overcosted. It's five minutes. I don't don't really understand why it's a mythic. I mean I get it. It, It's sort of. It's pretty good. And red doesn't also have much, like, counter decks. Yeah. I like the idea behind it, but it doesn't actually, like, work very well. It's not super powerful. I don't don't think it's powerful. In my opinion, I'd put this as a rare, not a mythic. Yeah. That's just just me. Um, It's not super strong. It's a cool idea. I don't know. Tell us in the comments what you think about this card and how you want to do things with it. But... Not, like, the coolest card, but a card that, you know, you have to mention. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, the set's called yeah. All Would Be One, so... Yeah. You do have to mention the card that the set's named after, or this, the card that's named after the set. Okay. Uh, anyway, what's our next card? Final card, super exciting. It's I do like this card. Atraxa Grand Unifier. So it's three colorless and a green, white, blue, and a black for a 7-7. Seven, seven. Flying Vigilant Death Touch Lifelink. So four keywords, big body in the air. And it is kind of cool. So in all of the four color combinations, in green, blue, white, red, there is two. But in all of the others, there's only one commander for each of them that is not a partner combination. And this is giving green, blue, white, black another. And just happens to be that the other one is another Atraxa. Very popular, very powerful. So it's other ability. When it enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your library. For each card type, you may put a card of that type from among the revealed cards into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Definitely getting Niv-Mizzet vibes here. Yeah. Looks at the top 10, takes a card of each color combination, puts it in your hand of only two color, two color combinations. So, yeah, that's also pretty powerful, pretty high played. This is probably better because you can get, like, Ephemate and just blink it again for only one mana and do stuff like that. Yeah. But why I was actually excited about this card, not that it's a super powerhouse, another four-color commander, big fat thing. Under, in the parentheses, kind of like explaining what each card type is, there is a new card type. It's hinting at a new card type. It's called a battle. So I was looking at that when I first looked at the set list, and I was like, what's a battle? (laughs) Yeah, so it is not actually out yet. I'm pretty sure it's coming out in the next set, but there's going to be a new card type. So I just thought that was super interesting. I don't know much about it, but... There's going to be another card type coming out. Um, very, very cool. I mean, I always like when a new thing comes out in Magic. It's interesting. Yeah. It gives us content to talk about. Exactly. Uh, which is nice. And it's but, just cool. Yeah, I look forward to... Because then, like, your mind starts popping as, like, Battle Tribal? Yeah, what like, what I, can you do with this? What can you do with Battle? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it gives a really... It gives a new, like, fresh feeling to Magic when they add a new ability or a new creature type. Yeah. Or a new card type. Yeah, and so super, so, super excited. So I'll talk about the card itself, though. You're going to want to play Blink stuff, make it enter the battlefield. You're drawing a lot of cards, probably like Spellbook, no maximum hand size sort of things. Yeah. Um, Maybe a, you could build this discard where you like try to discard the cards you draw. Oh, uh, that, that, that could work, yeah. Yeah, you could do a lot of cool things with a big fat thing with a bunch of keywords and an yeah. overpowered ETB trigger. So, yeah. yeah, what are you doing with this? Put it in the comments. It's super powerful, super strong card. You can kind of go insane with this. So, yeah, what are you doing with it? Henry, do you have anything else to say about this? Um, not really. I think when you put that out, it just gives a lot of threat, and it's like, oh, wow, this card is really, really good, and it's just big. It has a lot of abilities, 
And so even just a 7-7 with Vigilance Flying, Death Touch, and Lifelink, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. That's a lot of... First of all, not much can hit it because it's a flying. There's Vigilance, so it's not going to get tapped. And it has Death Touch, or anything tries to block it, it's in flying, will die. Yeah. It probably won't die because it's a 7-7. And it has Lifelink, so every time it attacks you... Definitely a power-ups. Yeah. So that was all. Hope you guys enjoyed. We just... We're wanting to fly some stuff, not feeling like that we had to go through every single card. Yeah. Oh, this set, this is going to be like an eight-part episode with every single, going into depth of every single legend in, in this set. And we just wanted to do something like, just let's just pick out some cards. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening. It was one of our sort of shorter episodes overview. Yeah, so we are going to be doing a second of just kind of overview, cool stuff about Phyrexia. So if you want more of this, there's more coming. Yeah, make sure you guys stay tuned and subscribe on your favorite podcast player because then you will get notified on when the next episode comes out. Yeah. It should be in a week or two. Although I know we said at the beginning of the podcast that like, oh, every other week is consistent. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It might be every week sometimes and it might be like a month where we don't record. Yeah, and you know we, we are- might release two episodes in a day. It's Yeah. We're going to get it out as fast as we can so you guys can have more stuff to listen to, but it's not going to be as consistent as we thought. We just, we're busy. We have other stuff. We have Um, lives. We have lives. Anyway, um, not going to be as consistent as we thought, but stay tuned. Stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast player because more is definitely coming. And also make sure to go check out our website. You can see every single episode that we put out there. From day one to our most recent. And if you have any questions or just want to say a comment or anything, you can go ahead and email us at info at mtgsynergy.com. And make sure to go check out our website, mtgsynergy.com. And you can get all the latest episodes and the old episodes as well. All right. See you guys in the next episode.